No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you straight talk and honest answers about how to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions with the words of wisdom and the solid advice come from the expert, Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Power Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it as always. I really hope our listeners are doing well today too. And certainly thank you for joining us again for another great radio show. Well, Brian, I was taking a look at some information the other day on the internet and it showed me that in Iowa, now this is ahead of the caucuses here, that in the Democratic race there, that Bernie Sanders, Uncle Bernie, is leading the race there by about 24%. Looks like that uh, Buttigieg is uh, second and Joe Biden is third. Do you think this is going to be any sort of indication that maybe old Bernie is going to surprise us? Well, that's, that's interesting because I look at things differently than most people. I look at the numbers behind them. Usually with, uh, I remember my, one of my favorite college courses, as silly as it sounds, was statistics because our textbook was called How to Lie with Statistics. And I was like, what? How to Lie with Statistics? Why would you do such a thing? And I started, you know, as I was reading, it was like, wow, that is how the world works. We just continually put out bad statistical data to make our point. And, you know, people don't don't challenge the stats behind anything. And so, you know, where you've got eight people running for a particular office, let's say, and, and let's say that 30 percent of the kind of the litmus test is you believe in socialism or capitalism. OK, let's say that that 25, 30 percent people say, would say, oh, socialism. Great. All right. So if you went nationwide election, that's the most votes you'd probably get if you're a socialist. But if you're 25 to, you know, percent in a Iowa caucus and you got uh, six, seven other people splitting the rest of the vote and they're all getting eight to 15, 16, 17, whatever, because they're all splitting it up. Uh, you may come to the conclusion that, well, Bernie's the most popular candidate. No, 
Nationwide, he'd still get that same low percentage because that is the litmus test. And had he gone directly against one other candidate, he still would be at that lower percentage and he would probably lose. And so I, I see this a little differently. I see, you know, because of that litmus test of socialism versus non, that he can get most, if not all, of that vote. But that vote's not going to increase over time, I don't think, at this point in time. Although I'm concerned about our future because I also saw that poll and saw that 40% of young voters favor him, which means they favor socialism. I hope that isn't nationwide, um, but uh, apparently it could be. Well, that's also a very small sample size, too. It's just Iowa, although Iowa is very important. Yeah, it is. Im- my, you know, I guess it's important because it's first, and and we've made it important. Again, they had a lie with statistics. What people think in Iowa because they voted first matters more than everybody else's vote after that, and we should just all follow what they do because <laughs> we can't think for ourselves. We need people in Iowa to tell us how to think, and then New Hampshire, if they didn't get it right, makes no sense to me. They're first, and and you know, and that's only place these people campaign for. Months and months and months. It uh, seems pretty silly to me, but that's the system that we have. Well, Uncle Bernie and Elizabeth Warren's views, I think, are kind of extreme there. And as you said, that 40% of millennials at this point uh, really favor socialism. I'm not sure that they have a really good handle on what that's all about, though. Well, I'm quite sure that they do not have a good handle on what that's all about. <laughs> Until they visited these countries and seen the, you know, what happens there, what's, what, what they don't seem to get is, I think the one thing I, I heard was AOC commenting about billionaires, and she made the comments, I'll paraphrase what I heard, and I wasn't there, but uh, what I heard was billionaires don't make a billion dollars, they steal a billion dollars from employees, and that's where the money comes from, and so they should essentially give it back. Uh, So if I look at a person like Bill Gates, see, this is the assumption that, okay, he has billions of dollars, so he stole that from his employees. He should have paid it to them. Well, the assumption is that Microsoft was going to happen regardless of Bill Gates and Paul Allen or not. And I'm here to say, no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't have happened. We wouldn't have had what we had if we didn't have entrepreneurs willing to risk and take those risks and and leave a difficult, you know, they lead a difficult life. It's, you know, I'm sure they have lots of money, but they gave up their many freedoms to get there. And and certainly I'm sure they worked a lot harder and longer than a person like she did in her lifetime. She doesn't have an idea about making payrolls and, and the risks that are taken and so forth. So, you know, anybody that owns a business, knows these things, that it, it was not easy. They're the ones that work the hardest. They're the, the ones that took the most risk and, and put the most on the line. And if the answer was that they couldn't keep the money in the end, you think they'd do it? Heck no. <laughs> they would not do it. It would not exist in a vacuum. Microsoft and Amazon and Google and a couple million other small businesses in the United States would not exist in a vacuum. No one would create them. And we would be, again, the, the socialist countries that don't have any, you know, can you name a, country, a, a company in Russia? I can't. I can't. I know they have oil. I can't name another company. Can you name a Cuban or a Venezuelan company? Not really. No, of course you can't. I don't know can't. those cigar companies or those no. vodka companies. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> you can't name them. They, don't, you know, they essentially don't exist because right. so, there's no incentive to do it. And so that's, you know, I, I definitely would <laughs> say that uh, younger generation should do a little more research. 
Well, right now, I'm really enjoying, I mean, this economy, the state of the economy right now has been very, very good to me. 3% unemployment rate, inflation about 1.6%. Things are humming along very, very well. Although it does seem very unlikely that Bernie Sanders would triumph in an election, of course, almost anything could happen. But if he does, for some reason, triumph, what do you think the uh, next four years are going to look like? Poor. <laughs> it would not be a good, a good thing. And of course, it depends on the Senate and the House. Now, if a lot of Bernie-like people were, were in those different, you know, it, even this last time, the House, I mean, there were, I think, what, four people that were Bernie-like in the House, and they've essentially taken over the party, in my opinion. And so they're kind of the, the filter anymore. Uh, you got to get them to be on board for whatever reason. So if the Senate followed suit and Bernie was elected, I literally, I, I, you know, I, I can't think of a reason why I would stay in the stock market uh, right. while this thing played out. Well, as we said, Bernie may not be elected this time if uh, Joe Biden is the successful candidate on the Democratic side. If he would happen to defeat the current president, would you say that it would pretty much be business as usual? Yeah, I would. Biden, Bloomberg, Trump, I would say business as usual. Although Trump, you know, different. Of course, he's he's very proactive and definitely going after things. And certainly, I would think in his last four years, he would continue moving a lot of agendas forward, uh, knowing that there's not another election. Contrary to what some of the people in the impeachment thing were, were saying, oh, he's a dictator. He'll never leave office. And I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he'll leave. Yeah. <laughs> Four <laughs> years will be up and he'll leave right. again you know, in, in five years from now, whatever. But yeah, I, I think that uh, it would be business as usual with those, those particular candidates. Well, there have been some tax breaks, some great tax breaks for corporations, too, that have uh, trickled down, at least in my case, those breaks have trickled down to me. But I think what uh, young people are not realizing, or I think what a lot of people maybe don't realize is that maybe, of course, Bernie may not be elected this time, but what about 10, 15 years from now? Oh, yeah. Now, I I have serious reservations about what's going to happen in 10 or 15 years, the way that the younger generation is receiving some of these far left candidates and the idea that socialism can be a good thing for everybody and, you know, not challenging it because it all sounds so good. Oh, free stuff. That sounds awesome. But uh, nothing's ever free. And you you take away the motivations from people. They're just not going to do it anymore. And they're going to move their money. And, And we talked about that in the last show. You know, if you if you put the uh, outrageous tax in the state of Washington, well, guess what? I'm moving to Oregon. Right. If you put outrageous tax on everything in the United States, I'm moving my money somewhere else. Sure. I'm going to I'm go to Malta or Grand Cayman or <laughs> I, I don't know, Switzerland, someplace. Right. And so money doesn't just sit there and get taken away. No one's going to let, let their wealth get taken away from them. They'll move it. And so the candidates say, well, we're just going to take it. And then the businesses will still be there even after we take the wealth. I mean, I don't know what kind of, you know, I guess they did legalize marijuana. Maybe they're smoking a little bit too much of that. I don't know <laughs> because right. it just doesn't make any sense at all to me. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I am concerned about that uh, in the future. But uh, what we're worried about today, you know, today we do have this uh, awesome economy and there are a lot of good things going on economically, globally. And, you know, it it is a good time as far as that's concerned for the most part. It's not 100 percent. It's not everybody, obviously. But for the most part, it's been really good for a lot of people. And the one thing you mentioned about corporations got the tax cut. I can, you know, the the younger generation, oh, the corporations got this money. No, you did. 
Uh, if you have a 401k plan, you invest right. in the companies. Companies don't own themselves. Right. There is no person out there with a you know with a top hat that you know it says corporation that owns the stock <laughs> of the corporations. It's people that eventually own the actual stock of the corporations. It's your 401k plan that got the tax cut, which is why a big reason why it went up. It is, did not create in a vacuum. Well, it's a great tax situation that we're in right now. And when you're planning people's portfolios, I know that taxes is one of the major considerations. You mentioned the fact that maybe 10, 15 years from now, things may be different. When you're planning these portfolios and they're 10 and 15 years out, you're looking for, you know, how things are going to be then. Do you alter maybe what you're going to be investing in if if that investment goes into the 10, 15-year range? Absolutely. That's a great comment there, Jeff, because one of the, you know, my most recent Kiplinger article was uh, tax-free investment strategies because 10, 15 years from now, I believe tax rates could be much, much, much higher. Think about it. If Sanders is in there, well, it won't be him, obviously. He'll be, be 100 years 100 old. years old. But, uh, you know, if, if somebody Sanders-like is in there and, and, and people are voting for these folks and tax rates go to 70% or more, I, I would have hoped that if you're listening today and you think that that's a possibility that you would get a hold of us and say, you know, I would like to have more discussions about some of the income tax free because I think the tax rate is zero 15 years from now sounds pretty good compared to what I think it's going to be then. And so absolutely, we look at those strategies that could have a, a future tax income tax rate of zero. Zero would be a hero in, in our, uh, uh, obviously, our investment strategy. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Ryan Evans. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with more after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Welcome to 2020. If you're like many, you've made some kind of New Year's resolution. Hi, this is Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services, and we want to be your New Year's resolution coaches when it comes to retirement planning. The fact is that nearly half of us have some kind of goals for the new year, but not many actually make good on their resolutions. We can help take your retirement vision and build a custom, comprehensive plan to help keep you on track for success. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to schedule a complimentary financial review. Our goal is to help you find ways to add to your investment portfolio and years of retirement income, and we'll do much of the heavy lifting. Let this be the year to create and achieve the goal of making your future brighter. Get started by calling Madrona Financial Services today for your complimentary financial review at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. At Madrona Financial Services, we help people finance their retirement so they can spend their time living life instead of worrying about it. The fact of the matter is, your portfolio will likely need to last about 30 years or more. And the sooner you do something about it, the better off you can be. So if you're not 100% sure that your plan is rock solid, call us today at 844-MADRONA for a review. It's super easy. We'll ask you a bunch of questions to find out what's most important in your life and what makes you happy. Next, we'll review your current plan, and then our team will strategize on ways to make your portfolio, your tax strategy, your use of Social Security, and an estate plan better suited for you. At Madrona Financial Services, we want your retirement to be about living life, and we'll sweat the small stuff for you. Call us today for your free review at 844-MADRONA. 
That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or visit us at madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what is the definition of risk. And Brian, we hear a lot about risk when it comes to financial services. Without risk, there is no reward. And what is your risk tolerance? You know, what kind of chances are you willing to take? And I think a lot of people are willing to take risk if that things are going to go up, but they're not so sure if risk is going to go down. So first of all, let's answer your question. What is risk? How would you define it? Yeah, you know, I was talking during the break with you, Jeff, here about uh, real life situations that, that happen. And sometimes they'll say, well, you know, I can I can handle risk. You know, I can handle a lot of risk. And I'll say, oh, so if the market's up, say, 25 percent, you're good, of course, with that. And oh, yeah, yeah, I'm great with that. So I can handle risk. And I say, well, what if it's down 25 percent? And they just, what? <laughs> and they swallow hard. Well, I wouldn't be OK with that. I'm like, well, if you're going to be in the market, you've got to be okay with both mm-hmm. because both happen. And, oh, well, I'm not okay with that. I'm going to say, oh, okay, so let's paraphrase here. Uh, you're okay with risk when the market's up, but when it's down, you're not okay with risk. And then, yeah, yeah, that's right. And I'm saying, well, that's not really how it works. So risk is kind of your reaction to, okay, let's say that X happened, you know, and X could be way up, it could be way, way down. And are you going to be okay with that both both ways when we're defining our risk tolerance? I understand on the upside, you have unlimited tolerance. You're okay with 100% return, sure, right? Sure, yeah. yeah. I'll take that. So unlimited tolerance on the upside. Got that one. Check. We'll put that in everybody's box. It's the downside. <laughs> what is your limitation? There is. A, are you okay with 100% on the downside, Jeff? I don't think so. My risk tolerance is not that great. <laughs> okay. So you do have a risk tolerance. I do, but I have a low risk tolerance. All right. So we're actually defining it on the bot- on the low end, not the up end. Oh, no. Oh, okay. There we go. So now we can put together portfolios and different kinds of investment strategies and different types of markets because there is no market as we've defined on this show. What is the market? Right. Well, the market is not the Dow or the S&P 500. Uh, it's not mid caps, it's not small caps, it's not foreign stocks, it's not bonds, it's not REITs, it's not other alternatives, it's not insurance company products, annuities, fixed or variable. It's none of those. It's all of those. Mm-hmm. It's I, I left out precious metals and, and commodities and, and a ton of, di- you know, there's so many different areas. It's all of that. And so the market is all these different things. We can use different products to achieve a particular goal. And one of those goals, the first goal, I think most financial advisors would hopefully agree upon, is to understand what is your risk tolerance on the downside. Right. And when you talk about market, I like to think of the supermarket as sort of the market. When you go into the markets, you've mm-hmm. got fruits and vegetables and produce and you got canned goods, you got this, you got everything. The market is not just one thing. It's a lot of different things. Now, when you talk about risk, you know, when you're uh, going to the plate, you know, you got three runners on, bases are loaded. It's the bottom of the ninth. You are trailing by three runs. You come up. I am willing to take that risk that I'm going to hit a home run, but I'm not willing to take the risk that I'm going to strike out. And I've really got to really consider that I'm going to strike out. Yeah, you know, and, and I like your super supermarket analogy. That's yeah. actually quite good. It, it is all those different things. And so, uh, you know, that's one of the areas that we want to get into. And uh, I'm bringing this topic up because I was reading, sometimes I, you know, I pay attention to what 
I'll call it my competition. I don't. I guess I don't feel like I really have competition because I'm a financial advisor who's also got a CPA firm, and there's not uh, hardly any of us in the country. No. And so, uh, but other people that that do the financial, you know, they invest your money for a living. And so I was reading this one uh, market outlook and review of the year from this one financial advisory company, a larger local one, and and I, I'll give them credit. They were they were truthful, saying a year ago we were telling you. Be cautious. We're pulling mostly out of the market. We think it's uh, headed down. It's we're coming into. A, we're going to have a recession. Things are going to go bad. And so they made that prediction. And so they took their clients primarily out of the market. I could tell by reading it because they're like, uh, "We were wrong." Okay, mm-hmm. the market went up. The market, meaning uh, the S and P five hundred in this case, went up over twenty percent. And so they were they were dead wrong in predicting it to drop and to get out of it. But what was interesting is now that that year is done, they were also saying to their clients, now we're optimistic mm-hmm. and we believe the market's going to go up. And I thought that was interesting that, okay, you had, you had them sell low and <laughs> you're having them buy back in high. There you go. We're timing the market <laughs> because we have a feeling. Right. We have a feeling that it's going to be good or bad or indifferent. And that's a tough way to go. I'm so glad that I'm not that advisor is talking to their clients go, wow, the market did great. How did my account do? Not very good. <laughs> well, what do you mean? The markets are great. Yeah, well, we, we didn't think they were going to be, so we took you out. I, I, I wouldn't want to have that conversation. No, not at all. I mean, when I go in the supermarket, I mean, how can you really predict that there's going to be a bumper crop of apples and the price of those is going to go down? But, you know, hey, yeah. fish is not going to be such a big deal. And in the price of that, it's going to go up. It's, it's, it's sort of like that. It, it, it is. It's, it's virtually impossible. And and the statistic I, I like to share with people is in the last 100 years, the S&P 500 has ended the year with a more than 11% increase about three-sixths of, of the time, half the time. So I'm going to call it sixth. So it's three-sixths. The S&P has lost money or done less than 1% or lost money two-sixths of the time, a full one-third of all mm-hmm. years. And only one-sixth of the time has it ended the year between 1 and 11 that's a big range that it hardly ever hits. And so it's either really awesome half the time or a third of the time really bad. And so to predict when that's going to happen is virtually impossible. When it comes to risk, I'm saying don't just continue to go, okay, I feel like it's going to be X and oops, I was wrong again and I missed three times and now my retirement is kind of shot, and which just happens over and over. It happened to people in 2000, happened to them in 2007, 8. It happened to them when it, we had a flash crash uh, a year ago last December. A lot of people pulled out then, didn't get back in. They, they missed the 25 30% increase. So you, you really take a lot of risk when you're trying to time the market, I think. So instead, I think you should plan with the end in mind. Well, you don't have a crystal ball here. Last time I checked, they were out of stock. I'm still yeah. looking for those for you. But let's say that I'm a client. I'm 70. I'm 75 years of age, and we've got to assess my risk tolerance. Of course, I'm willing to take the risk that I'm going to hit a home run, but I don't want to take the risk that I'm going to strike out. So how do we realistically, me as a client, how do I decide what my risk tolerance really is? Okay, so now you're going to make me do a, a baseball analogy on this, Jeff. <laughs> I know I it's not tell. baseball it's season yet, but it's coming. I, I, I think I got it. As you were telling me, I'm, I'm going to give you your baseball analogy. Okay. I am going to have two power hitters in the lineup. They strike out a lot, yeah. but they 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 really produce a lot of runs when when the when times are good. So they're going to hit some home runs. Yeah. I got a couple of those in the lineup. I got a couple singles hitters in there mm-hmm. that that are real consistent with a high batting average. You know, I've 
I'm going to have different kinds of, of output from that. So some some more safe, you know, some guys that are five tool and they can get on, they can bunt, they can steal, they can, you know, I, I can just count on them uh, producing. And, and once in a while, that home run here is going to knock them all in. It's mm-hmm. going to be an awesome year. So kind of a mix like that, I think, is, is really what we're talking about. And that's the different products that we would use to accomplish that goal. And not every 75-year-old is the same. You know, some people say, well, I'm a certain age. I'm supposed to have a certain risk tolerance, right? I'm like, no, no, not at all. But uh, it, it may depend on how much money you have. You know, my highest risk investor that I have, the one that takes the most risk of their portfolio of anybody I have is 90. Wow. But he has millions and millions okay. and millions of dollars that he's never going to spend. Right. He's investing for the next generation. Right. It's just for fun. Right. It, the ups and downs will make no bearing on his life ever. Mm-hmm. And so he can actually take more risk than somebody that's maybe 65 mm-hmm. that has $1 million because they really can't afford to have a massive drop in that if they're pulling money out of that. Right. So it depends upon your age and your financial situation. I mean, the guy who has a million dollars really depends on that. So maybe his investments might be a little more conservative than that fellow who's 90 and got all that money. But Brian, do you have any tools, though, that you can use to help decide what my risk tolerance really is? Yeah. In our uh, questionnaire, obviously, we we offer a free financial plan. But if you don't want to have a full financial plan, you just want to talk to one of our advisors, you can do that, too. That's Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. By the way, for our loyal listeners today, we're offering a complimentary financial plan. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Or you can request it online at madronafinancial.com. And while you're there, check out the website for a lot of free materials that you can download. You'll get some information that you could possibly use to help you make some intelligent decisions. Once again, that complimentary consultation, no cost, no obligation. There is no stress whatsoever. It's just a casual conversation, a chance for you to kick the tires here at Madrona Financial Services and for Brian to get to know you a little bit or the advisors here to get to know you a little bit too. And keep in mind that with Madrona Financial, you also get the bundle of services and that would include Bauer Evans CPAs. Once again, that number, 844-MADRONA, 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A or madronafinancial.com. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with more of our show after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. Hi, this is Brian Evans, president of Madrona Financial Services. As a CPA and wealth manager, I've had lots of clients who owned highly appreciated real estate. And when it was time to sell that property, they all ran into the same problem, a huge tax bill. Up to now, some of their only options were to either follow the strict requirements of a 1031 exchange for another property or pay the hefty tax on the gain. We have access to another option to help our clients. It's called a DST. With a DST, you can still receive the benefits of property ownership like passive income, but you won't be responsible for all the debt or management. And best of all, a DST may meet the qualifications for your 1031 exchange. Now you can potentially defer the tax hit on your highly appreciated property and still get the benefits of investing in real estate. Call us today at 844-MADRONA to learn more about our DST program or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. In today's fast-paced world, we're used to having information at our fingertips. And when you're trying to research something, more information is always better, especially when it comes to retirement planning. That's why Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, has made his 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement available for free. You can get your free copy by visiting madronafinancial.com. 
The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement covers the basics of retirement planning. Brian shares his thoughts on investing, taxes, estate planning, lifestyle, and more. As a CPA and investment advisor, Brian has the knowledge to help make your retirement planning process manageable. Brian has also been a featured speaker on CNBC and Fox Business. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement will give you a thorough analysis from an expert. Madrona Financial offers beneficial information to properly prepare for retirement. Get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about the truth about rental cash flow. And Brian, you know, a lot of our listeners do have rental properties. They may be active landlords and they've owned these for many, 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 many years. And they come in and they want to talk to you about passive real estate. Of course, we've talked about Delaware statutory trusts a lot on this particular program. And one of the first conversations that you seem to have here is about what sort of return on your investment you're getting right now. And they'll say things like, well, right now on paper, I'm getting 5% on my investment. But hey, they're not really looking at the big picture, are they? No, no. I rarely get the right answer when I, when I ask that question. And here's kind of the scenario. The first scenario is, well, I paid, whatever, 500000 for my properties, and I'm getting 30000 in rent a year, so I'm making 6%. I say, well, except your, how much your property's worth if you sell them. Oh, a million bucks. Okay, and you're getting thirty grand a year. Yeah, so that's 6%, right? I'm like, no, that's 3%. Mm-hmm. 3% of its fair market value. It's 6% of what you originally paid, but I don't care about that anymore. It's what is it worth? What's the opportunity to cost that money? Oh, okay, well, I'm making 3%. I Oh, you ever had a move out? Oh, yeah, yeah, I had somebody move out last year. Okay, uh, how long was it vacant? Well, we had to do some repairs and vacant two months, okay? And did you pay your property manager anything? Yeah, they charged me a month's rent for to get a new tenant. Right. Uh, did you have to do anything? Well, yeah, we had to replace the carpets and repaint the place, and we had a bunch of repairs. Boy, they were a lot more than I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought carpets were 150 bucks a room. <laughs> That's, that was the ad I read once, and, and that was only if I wanted AstroTurf, though. Right. And I, evidently, I couldn't put AstroTurf in my house. They said it would be <laughs> tough to rent, especially some of that bright blue uh, Boise State stuff. Oh, you yeah. probably get some used stuff like that for 150 oh, yeah. bucks a, a room. So, yeah, that was a lot more than I thought, and we couldn't really find anybody to do the work, uh, and, and I thought it wouldn't cost much to paint it, so I ended up doing it myself. I'm like, okay, what's your time worth? Oh, yeah. Well, that's worth something. Any other things that happened in the last five years? Oh, yeah. Had to do a roof. Uh, I, I thought there were, like, going to be $4,000. I said, yeah, how much was the disposal fee on your <laughs> roof on just the, the three layers that you pulled off? Uh, 4500 Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> you were 4500 in with a bear. With bare wood, uh-huh. Yeah, it turned out being $18,000. Oh, okay. So when we add up the last five years and what your net net cash flow per year was, it was about 10000 a year. And like, yeah. And it's worth a million? Yeah. You're making 1%. That's right. 
Sometimes you even go backwards. Sometimes you're not making that much money. I mean, the price you gave on the roof, I think, was kind of cheap. It's not uncommon to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on a roof, and painting a property is is a lot. Carpet is a lot too. I mean, there there are a lot of expenses. Property be, taxes, insurance, yeah, and, and most of right, your, right. Uh, property management fees, and certainly. Well, I'll just increase the rent. Well, probably not if you're in Seattle five years from now, you'll be able to increase your rents. And again, we're, we're having trouble. You know, there's not a lot of tradespeople out there like there used to be. And so it's difficult to find them. It's difficult. To, and, and certainly the cost is always going to be way more than you thought it was going to be. That's right. So if you're an active landlord and this sounds familiar to you, you're not really making the 5%. You may be making one. You may be making nothing or you may be going backwards. Brian, what is a landlord to do in a situation like this? Well, that is the, the beauty of the Delaware Statutory Trust, which is why we talk about it on the show quite a bit. And I'm, I talk about it also because I get people saying, how come this isn't talked about more? Because uh, this is a really important topic that no one sees, seems to know anything about it. Your CPA doesn't know anything about it. 99% of the time, your real estate attorney's never heard of it. Your realtor hasn't. People don't know that this is an opportunity as an exit strategy to actively manage real estate. And so I I need to keep bringing it up because evidently not 100% of the population listens to my show, Jeff, on on every given Saturday. That's hard to believe. I know. That's a (laughs) shocking statement there, but evidently that's the case. So we got to get this word out there. And if you know somebody that owns rental real estate and is maybe in their late 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, whatever, do let them know they might have something they, they should look into, and that's the Delaware Statutory Trust. So the opportunity is, obviously, you can sell your rental property at a high point. I think it's pretty high right now if you own it in Seattle or West Coast, frankly, the whole West Coast, uh, whether it's Portland or Southern California or San Francisco or Seattle or wherever it is, it's gone way up in value. And I uh, don't know how long that can continue. And so you can sell it, you can defer or potentially eliminate the income tax that will be paid. I'm t- I said eliminate all of the depreciation, recapture, and capital gains uh, that you think you're going to have to pay someday. If you keep doing 1031 exchanges, you'll have a, someday what's called a step up in basis and no one will ever pay any income tax on any of your gains from day one of owning your real estate. So that's a very important topic and I keep repeating that one too. And people look at me like, are you sure? Mm. I kind of chuckle. I have been a CPA 35 years. I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and you've got a background with these Delaware Statutory Trusts as well, too. You caught me at taxes. That's something that really piqued my interest there. So let's say I paid the $250,000 for my property, and I did it 10 years ago. It's worth a million, or it's worth more than a million right now. Are you telling me that I can kick the tax can down the road, or I can possibly even completely, completely eliminate these taxes? How can I do that? Yeah, you've probably depreciated that thing down to $150,000 cost basis, and so you have an $850,000 gain if you sold it for a million dollars. That $850,000 gain gets kicked down the road when you do your first Section 1031 exchange. And if you keep doing 1031 exchanges into Delaware, in this case, Delaware Statutory Trust, which is just passive real estate investments, that you're a partial owner in a professionally managed group of properties, different ones potentially. Uh, If you do that and you eventually, either you or your spouse passes away, all of the income tax, all the depreciation you've taken, all the capital gains from your old property and from your DST properties, all that depreciation, all those capital potential capital gains that you may enjoy, the income tax on them will be permanently zero upon the first date of death of either you or your spouse in the state of Washington. 
Okay, so let's say I've got my million dollars now. I sold my apartment complex or my couple of rentals there, and I've got the million bucks. I mean, what happens then? How do I find another property for a million bucks in a like-kind exchange that I don't have to do anything to? Well, i got to ask you, where's that million dollars? Is it in your bank account? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's in my bank account. Yeah, too bad. Okay. <laughs> You're going to pay a lot of income tax. <laughs> you needed to hire a qualified intermediary. We can set you up with one. And the money at closing would go to them first and then to your replacement property. Now, you can stay in the business and go buy another rental house and all that, but that's usually not what I'm talking about. People I'm talking to want an exit strategy from being a landlord. And frankly, even if they think they do want to continue to be a landlord and they sold a property because it's getting old and, and you know they want to buy something newer that's nice, it rents for a lot of money, good luck finding that in the Seattle area. They just, they just, there's no good deals out there for that kind of thing. So uh, we're looking outside of the Seattle area for the Delaware Statutory Trust. We would bring you the, the options there. So you sell your property, the money go to the qualified intermediary. And then from there, we select the different Delaware Statutory Trust uh, replacement properties to reinvest in using Section 1031 exchange. The money would go into those. You start getting your rent checks that next month. Uh, you still own the underlying appreciation, if any, of the replacement properties. You can only do this if you're an accredited investor, meaning your net worth outside of your principal residence is over a million dollars. There's a couple other ways you can get there, but that's the primary way. And so uh, it's only for those folks. And that's a, that's a rule that we didn't make. Someone else made it for us, uh, the governing bodies for investments. And so this is how we can get in there and, and get out of that tax, continue to get the cash flow. You're investing in newer properties, invariably. So you're not ever going to get a phone call in the middle of the night and say, hey, we need some money for a new roof or anything like that. That's always factored into the reserves of the DST investments. So the key here is to plan ahead. If I'm thinking about doing a Delaware Statutory Trust, probably a, a good idea is to come in and sit down with you and talk about this in advance. So I sell the property, or at least the property is listed with a real estate agent. The property sells, the funds then go directly to a qualified intermediary. That is the order of things that have to happen. Once it is in the QI's hands, how long do you have to pick a new property? Uh, you have 45 days uh, to identify your replacement property. So we want to be involved early. I, we, on our last show, we talked about the fella that heard about us. They decided to do things one thing at a time, sold the property, deposited the money in their bank account, called me up, said, now I'm ready to save on taxes and reinvest it. I was like, I'm sorry, but we were talking a, a well over half a million dollar income tax bill that he could have avoided uh, had he called me a month earlier. He was too late. The money went into his account. You got to call us before you close on the property. We have to have that call early. So, you know, if you're planning on listing or you want to get information, great. If you've already listed it, great. Maybe you've already accepted an offer, great. Just don't let it close without, and don't call us the day it's closing. You know, that, that won't work either. You need, need a little bit of time, at least a couple of weeks before it's closing. Give us a call. And then we can start picking out the DSTs to discuss with you, to go over with you. Make sure they even, that you even should. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't do a DST, even if you qualify. Maybe your gain's not that great. Maybe you need the liquidity. Maybe because they're illiquid investments for a period of time. Maybe you can do better on your own. Just, just you're still in the game, making, getting rich off them. Uh, real estate. Uh, these aren't get-rich strategies. They're stay-rich strategies, we call them. And so there's a lot of reasons why you would not do a DST, but there's uh, a whole lot more reasons in many cases why you would. 
Okay, Brian, so I'm sold on the DST. We've got 45 days to identify this uh, property or properties, but I've owned an apartment complex. I don't want another apartment complex. I don't want to have anything to do with residential rentals. What are some of the other properties that I can invest in with a DST? Yeah, the DSTs rotate because they get filled up. Uh, once the DST has received all of the money, all the equity uh, reinvestments, it's pulled off the market. You can't buy into it anymore. Uh, different DSTs I have seen over the years are multifamily, as you just mentioned, but well, maybe you don't want multifamily. Self-storage, uh, net lease properties, individual uh, retail type properties, senior housing, student housing, hotels, warehouse distribution facilities, I think Amazon lease, that kind of thing. So those are, those are some of the different ones that I see out there. Some are more recession-proof than others. Most of them are in the Sun Belt states, the most grow- the fastest growing parts of the country. They're not buying them. These DSTs in Fargo, North Dakota, you know, you're more likely to see one in Orlando, San Antonio, Dallas, that kind of thing. Phoenix, Denver, those kinds of areas, North Carolina, Nashville, those, those areas are more likely. And you also vet these properties here, too. I know that Nick is busy up there taking a look at these properties all the time, too. And just because a property is offered as a DST doesn't mean that it would be a great investment. I mean, are there relatively few properties that come up as DST? that you would offer to your clients? Yeah, there's relatively few sponsors that we would recommend any of their properties from. And of those sponsors, we don't recommend every property either. If you want more information about Delaware Statutory Trust, there is a specific website that you can go to and read all about it. It is madrona1031.com. That's madrona1031.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking about some of the things that your CPA may not be telling you. All that and more when our show continues. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. In today's fast-paced world, we're used to having information at our fingertips. And when you're trying to research something, more information is always better, especially when it comes to retirement planning. That's why Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, has made his 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement available for free. You can get your free copy by visiting madronafinancial.com. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement covers the basics of retirement planning. Brian shares his thoughts on investing, taxes, estate planning, lifestyle, and more. As a CPA and investment advisor, Brian has the knowledge to help make your retirement planning process manageable. Brian has also been a featured speaker on CNBC and Fox Business. The 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement will give you a thorough analysis from an expert. Madrona Financial offers beneficial information to properly prepare for retirement. Get your free copy of the 2020 edition of the Little Red Book of Retirement by visiting madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. For 10 years, we've all run with the Wall Street Bulls, and many have seen our personal wealth soar. But are the Wall Street Bears around the corner? Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and his team, want to let you know that if you're nearing retirement, you might be sitting on one of the greatest windfalls in investment history. But now's not the time to get careless about your nest egg. How long can we run with the Bulls? No one knows, but a smart investor will know what their exposure is and take steps to protect what they have. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com to find out if you're exposed to volatility. There are simple rules that they follow, and it's not about selling you products or frightening you out of the market. It's about doing what's right for you, your family, and your personal situation for the long haul. Call Madrona today at 844-MADRONA or visit madronafinancial.com. They'll help you run with the bulls while keeping a watchful eye out for the bears. 
Madrona Financial Services is here to help protect what you've saved, grow it, and keep it for life. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about what your CPA may not be telling you. Brian, I always love those articles. I see them online. What your doctor isn't telling you, what your pilot isn't telling you when you're flying the plane, flight attendants, waiters, waitresses. These are interesting articles always. So in this segment, we want to talk about what your CPA is not telling you and why. Uh, first of all, uh, the CPAs here at Bauer Evans CPAs are just a little bit different than your average CPA, aren't they? Yeah, because of the sister companies, Madrona Insurance Services, Madrona Financial Services, Bauer Evans CPAs, Common Ownership, and a lot of crossover employees and, and a lot more integration than you would see. Most CPA firms are purely just CPA firms. So CPAs, they don't intentionally not tell you things because they know about them and they just choose not to tell you. There's another reason, right? There's a couple reasons. One of the things that was very frustrating to me early in my CPA career was people would ask me my advice on investments. And I'd have to stop and go, I am not licensed to speak about investments. I can tell you just basic informational things. I can translate financial data. I cannot give you my opinion on any of them because I'm not licensed. And when that happened, what was the response? Well, I I trust you. I'd really like to know what you think uh, because my financial advisor, he's really good at sales, but (laughs) he he doesn't tell me. I don't know that I trust what he's saying because I know he's getting paid for what he's selling. And I'd really trust you. Can't you just give, give me some advice? And so, yeah, it was very frustrating, Jeff. So I, I eventually got licensed so I could answer those questions. And, and one of the other things that occurs to me is, is not only are CPAs not licensed to give investment advice uh, most of the time, but if they aren't licensed and, and you're talking about some of these advanced topics, even if they, you were to ask them to explain DSTs or FIU, you know, fixed index universal life or different uh, uh, topics like that, that affect their taxes greatly, then it's not something they deal with very often. So they they maybe don't don't even know much about it. That's right. I mean, I would never trust my taxes to somebody who was twirling a sign on a street corner with a Uncle Sam hat on or something like that. You do need a qualified CPA. And as you said, most CPAs, actually the vast majority of them, do not know about these advanced topics, such as fixed index universal life policies and premium financing and Delaware statutory trusts and steps up in bases, gifting, all of that sort of thing, too. But here at Madrona Financial Services, I mean, you do have Bauer Evans CPAs. Now, this is not a CPA firm that you can just get your taxes done, is it? No, we're really focusing on helping those clients that are using all of our services, Madrona Financial, the Delaware Statutory Trust. FIULs, the fixed index universal life, whatever it is, that they really need the kind of the full meal deal. We're not looking to grow just our, our 1040 practice just to do more 1040s because, and that is that is the issue I'm talking about, that most CPAs that have practices, they get, and I, you know, I was one of them way back when, I was very focused uh, on doing the tax return, getting the forms right, making sure I had all the deductions all the income things are in the right, I used the right forms, depreciation was computed properly. It's very difficult when you're in the, in the weeds there, getting all the numbers and all the right boxes and all the right forms. It's very difficult to step back and go, what does this all mean? 
what kind of things can I glean from this tax return? What kind of advice can I give my person? I, I think anybody that has a CPA is probably thinking right now, you know, you're right. I get my tax return and I get a bill for it and the forms are filled out well and I'm supposed to sign it. I send it in. I either owe money or I get money back. Not a whole lot of discussion about fixed index universal life, future income tax rates. You know, how do I get it zero percent? Should I? What are some of my legacy concerns? What about should I do a Roth conversion or not? Should I do a Delaware statutory trust or not? You know, all these things you talk about on the radio all the time, Brian. This is not the conversation I'm having with my CPA, and it's not because they don't they they don't mean the best for you. Of course they do. But it's just not what what they do, nor are they generally licensed to even talk about it. So here at Bauer Evans CPAs, you have certified public accountants that if they do have a question, they can literally walk right across the hall and ask a financial planner. But many of your financial planners are also CPAs, aren't they? Absolutely. And, and it, within my own firm, I mean, I'm constantly getting emails from, from my own staff saying, hey, somebody has a question about maybe it's one of my CPAs. And, and they're going, oh, somebody's selling some real estate and they have some questions about DSTs. I'm like, can you call them? I'm like, oh, sure. So I just pick up the phone. Hi. Heard you were in to see uh, one of my one of my people and want to have a discussion. And I just call them up and talk to them, talk them through it. And whether it's, you know, Joel or Christy or Bob or myself, all of us can, obviously can answer those questions. Sometimes you just come over to my office, they send me emails again, or I'm brought in on meetings or whatever it is. Certainly information is there. We have a dozen CPAs on staff and, and can answer these questions. CPAs here certainly deal with a lot of this stuff, but even my own CPAs would not be able to sit down, a lot of them would not be able to sit down and have that discussion about the some of the things I just talked about, the fixing universal life, DST, step-up basis, uh, Roth conversion. They can do a lot of work around that, but what they're really good at is identifying, hey, you need to talk to somebody at Madrona here about your situation because they're they're looking for a bigger picture opportunities so they can really make a difference for that client. Not just not you know they're going to get the forms right and all that too. They're going to help them with their CPA services, the consultative things that the CPA firm does. It's just the investment products and and so forth themselves that maybe they can't talk about. They just uh, again send us across send their client across the hallway. So, Brian, how would I know if I need Bauer Evans CPAs to work for me? I mean, would it be, okay, I'm interested in a fixed index universal life policy. Should I then call the CPA firm, Bauer Evans, and come in for a consultation with Madrona Financial Services? Or do I do something else? Do I find a CPA, just go up and down the row and (laughs) ask who knows about FIULs till I hit on one of them? Well, I would suggest that if you have a CPA that maybe get that CPA in contact with us uh, to talk about your situation. You know, first you would come in and talk to us and we'd say, hey, we've identified some things we'd like to talk about. Maybe your CPA would like to talk, uh, be part of that conversation because CPA, for instance, let's say you own real estate that you want to sell and your CPA says, no, you got to pay all the tax. You don't want to do any of this other stuff. I don't even know what it is. Well, let us talk to them. So we can point out, okay, it's Section 1031, it's Section 1033, it's Revenue Ruling 2004-86, and they go, oh, oh, okay. So they, we can uh, work together, and it's no knock on your CPA. They, you can't, no CPA can know everything. That's a big tax code, and <laughs> there's a lot of planning around that. There's a reason why Madrona Financial Services and people here spend a lot of time learning this stuff. I mean, we want to work with your CPA. Maybe you don't have a CPA. We, you know, we, can, we can certainly fill the void there. But certainly your CPA working with your financial advisor is probably one of the most critical things in the industry that I see is very underserved and something we can offer. So, Brian, what you're saying is that if I do have a CPA that I like, I've been using them for years and years, but something has changed. I now have a fixed index universal life policy or I'm interested in doing a a DST. 
What you're saying, if I'm not mistaken here, is that my CPA can call your firm and your CPA can talk to my CPA? Absolutely. And I'll tell you why that CPA wants to do that. That CPA does not want to be the guy that you just sold the $3 million property and they didn't mention the DST and you go, why didn't you mention it? And they go, well, I've never heard of it. They don't want to be that person. Well, I just I just paid $600,000 in income tax that I didn't have to pay had you known about it. And I could have talked to Madrona first. They would like to know that. You were doing your CPA a favor mm-hmm. by telling him to give us a call and learning about some of these, these advanced topics in an area that they just don't deal with much. You're doing them a favor. You're doing you a favor. You're doing us a favor because we want to be helping you get the right solution. You're probably not doing the IRS a favor, no. but I think we can get, get over that. Brian, if I suspect that maybe my CPA has not taken as good a care of me as I thought he or she should have, and maybe they made a mistake, is there an opportunity for you folks here at Bauer Evans CPAs to maybe do a revised tax return and undo some of this? Uh, No, I would say that's not probably going to be our focus. Uh, I'm glad you brought that up because this goes back to that situation I was mentioning where the person called me after the fact. Oh, so this, okay. yeah, this this whole segment's about let's do this before anything's been done. Let's do this thing before anything's been transacted, any decisions are made, anything's been finalized. It really, I I just can't I can't do uh, planning in rearview mirror after it's it's done. It's, it's almost all invariably too late. Right. So you can't revise a tax return if you've made a mistake like that on it. Can you go back? I mean, you can't go back a few years and just fix something, huh? You can revise a tax return. However, you can't revise the planning itself. Okay. And uh, once once something's been realized, meaning it's been transacted, sales occurred, you put the money in your bank account, you sold your business, and then you want to allocate it properly between goodwill and non-compete and all these other things, yeah. uh, and, uh, equipment, whatever. Yeah, it's it's always too late, it seems like, to change the fabric of what has occurred to be in your best interest. So again, uh, yeah, you can change the number was put in the wrong form, whatever, sure. but that's not really what we're talking about. So the key here is to plan ahead. Once again, if you want more information about anything that we've spoken about, including Bauer Evans CPAs, you can go online to madronafinancial.com and get your questions answered there. You can also give the firm a call. If you are a CPA and you have questions, you can call 844-MADRONA. That's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A. Well, Brian, once again, we're out of time for this week. Before we go, I want to thank everyone for joining us today. The executive producer of Growing Your Wealth is John Capuano. Our director of program operations is the cookie monster, Greg Dunitz. Our show's produced by the lovely, talented, and dangerous six-degree black belt, our Swedish princess Stephanie Schoblum. Christy Parmenter is our associate producer. Maite Talavera is our content supervisor. Josh Toy is our technical editor. And Cipher Boy Pete Gustin is our announcer. For Brian Evans, I'm Jeff Shade. Have a great Saturday. We'll talk to you again next week with another edition of Growing Your Wealth. You own highly appreciated real estate and have decided to sell. You may be faced with limited options that could result in a substantial tax bill. Now, there may be another option. It's called a DST, and it can offer the benefits of real estate ownership without all of the baggage. Brian Evans and his team at Madrona Financial Services are available to see if a DST could be right for you. Call 844-MADRONA to learn if you can invest in real estate without the hassles of being a landlord. You won't be responsible for the debt or management, yet you may still receive passive income. Best of all, the DST program offers a ready-made solution that may satisfy your 1031 exchange requirements, which could provide full tax deferral on the sale of your investment property. 
Call the team at Madrona Financial Services right now at 844-MADRONA to learn more about DSTs and if they are right for you. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. DST investments are only available to accredited investors and are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. The Madrona Bundle of Services has become so popular that we started bundling everything. Hi, this is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services, to tell you about the latest thing we've bundled, our books. We're proud to announce the Complete Book of Retirement, which bundles together our guides on retirement investing, annuities, passive real estate investing, and even information for the high net worth investor into one convenient and informative book. You can get your free copy today by going to madronafinancial.com. And if you're looking for even more information on investing, you can sign up for Madrona University to continue your investor education. Of course, if you need more personalized help, you can always sign up for a complimentary review. We'll sit down to discuss your retirement plan and explain how the Madrona Bundle of Services provides you with everything you need to plan for retirement under one roof. Get started today by calling 844-MADRONA and don't forget to download your free copy of the Complete Book of Retirement at madronafinancial.com.